Hey everyone, welcome. This episode, uh, I think this is like 33. I didn't count. I, didn't, I wasn't that prepared, but I was prepared for this shit. And uh, yo, we're finally here with the homie Brett. I can't lie, this is a groundbreaking episode. Uh, we've been waiting on a guest. We've been waiting on uh, to do this with somebody else for a while now. We got the homie Brett on Discord right now. He's recording this. And uh, I can't lie, he had me nervous. I'm a type of guy where if you're five minutes early, you're on time. And if you're on time, you're late. And he had me nervous. He said he had something in his eye. He said his eye wasn't working. I got scared that this shit wasn't going to work out. But he got on the Discord call. We're here right now. So what's good, Brett? How you doing, man? What's good? What's good? Yeah, dude, this, it was weird when I woke up. Like, just my eye started hurting. Flushed out with the eye drop. We're good. It was because I was paid yesterday. I had spray paint. You know, good. missed Jordan's all that good, stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's fighting through Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> adversity, you don't become better as a player, you know? For real. But, um, yo, I can't lie. This has been in the making for what? Like a month, two months now? We've been talking for a while on Snapchat, you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. And it helps because we both have podcasts. We're both like, hey, what are you doing for this episode? Or let's get a guest, guest episode in. Like, and it's pretty cool because we just bounce ideas back and forth off of each other. So I'm pretty. Now, I know pretty excited for this episode dude like i because i had my first ever guest episode uh, a few weeks ago and it felt pretty good now i got like a decent little setup so i'm excited to get another guest episode in and maybe keep them in the rotation hopefully that's great man that's great to hear now if i i don't want to make this weird but if i remember correctly when we so me and you are from the same small town it's a small town in kentucky i'm not gonna dox nobody but we came from the same place man we came from a very small town in kentucky and if i if i remember correctly it's not that me and you had problems in high school but we weren't the best of friends in high school correct uh not really i mean i wouldn't say we were enemies but definitely not close a, exactly definitely not close there's a weird tension and i can't lie i was talking to somebody about this the other night and i was like man i remember this dude from high school and it's, for some reason, I, I I feel like I feel bad, even if that maybe is misguided. But it's like, man, I remember this dude, but I felt like me and you, man, if I remember correctly, me and you shared like a gym class or something. And we had this awkward, like competitive tension. But then as years went on, me and you kind of became close in the past year and a half, year or two. And uh, I consider you somebody very close in my circle. Now, I can't lie, man. If I'm being honest with you, this weekend, I almost canceled this. I almost texted you and be like, hey, man. My weekend was shit. My weekend was dog shit. To be honest, bro, I had a big fight with somebody I consider close to me in my life. And I almost canceled this, but I didn't. And um, the more I reflected on it, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to be on the podcast with Brett this weekend. And this dude, as as far as everybody knows, this dude is a is a motivation for me. Is I feel like as much as I'm a motivation for you. When I started doing the pod, you were somebody that would give me feedback. And I kind of really went off that feedback for a while. So it's really cool to get on a conversation with you, especially because I feel like when we grew up together uh, in the same small town, we weren't really as close. But as time goes on and we took different paths, now we kind of, it's like an intersection. We came back together, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. It's because, I think it's because you did the podcast. And I had been thinking about doing a podcast for a while. So I was like, you did it and then you did it again, did it again, did it again. And you were so consistent with, I was like, damn, that's so inspirational. Like, he could do it, I can do it, you know? Like, because I've been struggling to try to find what it is I want to do. And the podcast for me is a nice way to just voice my opinion every week and, and get some of my thoughts out there. Because I feel like they're pretty valuable to, to most people and to my past self. So, 
the guy that I was four years ago could have used the stuff that I'm talking about on my podcast. And I feel like there's a lot of other people in that same scenario. So that that's why I chose to do it. Plus, when I saw yours, I was like, okay, so yeah, anybody could do this. I can do this too, you know? Like, when you started doing it, I was like, okay, cool. That's a great thing to hear, man. Now, let me ask you, you've been doing this for a, for a few weeks now. Would you feel like, this is how I feel, would you feel like personally that after a few weeks it became like therapy? Like, this became a, a safe space for you, a, a space where you could kind of just talk your shit, like I said on my last episode, you can just talk your shit, and there's nobody there to combat you. There's nobody there to downgrade you. It just becomes a safe space where you can kind of talk your shit and free your mind. Whereas before, like I said, when I started, I almost second-guessed all these opinions and uh, these little, like, uh, two cents I had to drop. Would you feel like it was the same way for you? Like, once you started getting that consistency, you started to feel, like, some sort of comfortability. Like, you started to feel okay on the mic. You started to feel at home in your space. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because especially since... It's a little nerve-wracking. Somebody wants to start a podcast, but they're not good on camera. They're not good with a mic in front of them. As soon as they, as soon as they see that red light, as soon as they see that red light, it's like, uh. And I kind of froze up my first few episodes, but yeah, I got into a rhythm, and it's no different than just talking to normal people, like just in a normal conversation. But you're just by yourself, and you have some notes prepped up. But if you were to just give like a few minutes speech on whatever topic's important to you, and for me, I can talk all day on any topic that's important to me. So, man, I don't know. It's it is kind of therapeutic, low key. It's like a it's like a video diary or audio diary sometimes. I feel that I feel like that's something we share in common. Like my whole life, I've been able to talk. I had the gift of gab, but I never been able to record it. And then, like I said on uh, earlier episodes, like sometimes when you be doing this and you really put yourself out there, you feel like, damn, I'm drowning. Like, you really realize, like, uh, it's like you're trying to swim the English Channel or something. Like, you out there in the middle of the water, and you're like, damn, I can see the, I can see the other side of the shore, but I'm in the middle right now, and I feel like I'm drowning. And, and some of that confidence comes from really being like, yo, fuck it, I'm going to just go for it. Like, whether people are listening, whether people are not listening, I'm going to talk my shit, and I'm going to get over to that other side. So I definitely feel you, man. It, it, I, I can't lie. One of, one of the biggest things I remember from starting this podcast was when you told me, like, hey, bro, it's cool to see you being so consistent. I'm going to start my shit. And, like, uh, to be honest, bro, like, I made music in the past in my life. I've I've done different projects. When I started this podcast, it was really just to, like, be consistent. It was to do something for myself each week, day in and day out, and focus on a goal. And when I saw that that inspired somebody else, that was it for me. Like, I consider this podcast a win no matter what. And um, I was talking to somebody else. Uh, I'm not going to name no names. But I was talking to somebody else in my life, and I was like, yo, even if this dude's podcast, meaning you as that dude, if this dude's podcast supersedes mine, let's say he becomes more successful than me, I would still consider my podcast a win, even if it never goes nowhere. Because, like, if you look at it uh, objectively, I was able to shine a light for somebody else. Not even, like, uh, trying to give myself credit for your shit. You know what I mean? Just, like, I was able to shine a light for somebody else to see, like, a way out the tunnel. You know what I mean? So even if I end up in the tunnel... It is what it is. Um, I don't know if that sounds as bad as I think it does in my brain, but I just wanted you to know that, like, even if your shit overshines my shit, I think it's so cool. Like, I still look back on that message you sent me, like, hey, bro, I saw what you did. I see how consistent you are, and I hope I could be that. It's like, damn, I never thought I could do that for anybody in my entire life. Uh, so, yeah, man, I definitely consider you close to my heart. You're definitely, like, a day one writer of the podcast, and it's great to get you on a phone call, man. I've been waiting for this shit for a while. And I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that it worked out this this morning. Yeah, 
Do me too. It seriously cuz it's it's more so I'm trying to figure out what kind of things I want to do and the podcast is clicking so much for me right now even if I don't end up doing this for the foreseeable future. At least I can have this particular part of my life to do the podcast where it's something I enjoy so much and then obviously that came from you so shout out to you but um seriously like watching you do it was just like damn that's so cool you know so for sure and and having a person that i personally know doing another podcast and we can kind of collab in that sense i think that's really cool too i feel like a lot of people wouldn't have that opportunity or wouldn't have those circumstances so for that i'm pretty grateful for sure especially since like you said day one with the podcast you know it's it's nice to have for sure right now this is my last question about the podcast because this is kind of like the intro we talked about it's like us both doing a podcast do you look at this podcast you started uh like the bullish project do you look at that as like your first lego do you look at that as your first building block like even if the bullish project doesn't take off do you look at it as something you could build a foundation upon do you look at it as like something you started that you could morph and maybe uh, evolve like a Pokemon, like, you know, Squirtle to fucking Blastoise. Like, do you look at it as something you can evolve to a next project? Even if it doesn't blow up, do you look at that as like the start of a foundation for something else? I do. And this is actually a, a good question for me because I was thinking about this the other day. Literally almost this exact question. So it's funny you mentioned that. It's like so weird. <laughs> I was prepared, but I did my homework. I was ready so, for questions exactly yeah so basically the way i see it is even if this doesn't work out of course it's going to morph into something else and the lessons that i'm going to take from this podcast are basically going to be okay well what did i do right and then how did it go wrong just kind of analyze it basically and for the most part you know i'm this is my 11th episode by the way so i'm almost three months in and you're what more than six months in you're like seven like eight now yeah it's almost yeah. Eight, yeah eight yeah so so yeah you're you're definitely consistent and i've seen episodes or listened to them rather where you were just like man i really don't feel like doing this i didn't have too many notes written down i'm just kind of rambling yeah. and and i love that like i i literally physically remember messaging you and be like hey that was a really good episode and from your perspective you know, I'm not going to say or take words out of your mouth or whatever. But from your perspective, I feel like you didn't really think the episode was that good. Oh, and I, I thought it was I specifically remembered texting. Yeah. Like, hey, I shared this to two people. You're one of them because I know that you'll appreciate it. But I'm, I'm disappointed in this episode. I don't think it's good. And you messaged me with like the flip side of being like, yo, I think this is actually great. I think the transparency makes this a, uh, a different thing than what you thought it was while recording it. So I can't yeah. lie, but you've definitely, uh, that's something else I wanted to get into. But yeah, you definitely touched on something I'm going to get into later. But go ahead. I didn't want to. Of course. No, it's you're good. You're good. Bro. You have definitely messaged me when I'm at a low point and turned it into somewhat of a high point. So for sure. Yeah. And, and that's just me being genuine, me too. Like, that's just how I think about things because I've had some people message me about my podcast too you included and I get messages all the time like oh you know you could improve on this or you know I didn't like this and I don't take it personally I'm just like okay cool let me try again and even after the fact as I'm recording the podcast episodes I can feel myself ramble and I can feel myself get off topic a little bit yeah. and I just tell them like yeah that's I'm working on it. That's just kind of how I am. So I'll get better next time. That's pretty much my answer for the most part. But I'm just glad to see it from another perspective too, because 
like you said, it just, it brings it from a whole different light. Like you can't see anyone else's perspective truly other than your own. You can imagine what it might be like, but you can't truly see it. So when people tell you how they feel, for the most part, they're going to be telling the truth, especially if they're giving you feedback. And especially if it's negative, because they'll probably be like, hey, you know, this is where you got to work on. So I've always just taken that and then just roll it into the next one. All right, let's get better next time and keep moving forward. But for sure, dude, like if this doesn't work out, I feel like it's habit forming for the next part of my life where I can look back and be like, yeah, I was super consistent on this podcast. I was super um, just dedicated to it, you know, like and if and if I can do that with anything else, then I can make it happen, you know. Yeah, it's like building blocks, man. You build a foundation. It's like Minecraft, basically. Like you build a shitty house at first in the in the in the corner of the map, then before you know it, you got some like rich like uh, Iron Man shit in the waterfall. You know, you never know what could build next. But um, definitely, you just touched on it, bro. Is the difference between me and your mindset? Now, this is something I'll say when I listen to your podcast. I definitely feel like I gain a whole lot of uh, introspection into your life because uh. Now, here's what I'll say. I'll call myself a realist, but everybody knows if you call yourself a realist, you're just a pessimist with reasons. That's what I'll say. I'm just a pessimist who has reasons for why I see the world way the way like I see it. You know what I mean? Um, but I would definitely say like um, like one of the one of the most uh, like um, how do I want to say this most transforming stories I saw from your podcast is when you said you went to a show and this dude cut in front of you and he had like a small altercation in my world. I handled that altercation 100 percent different. When I listened to you, you actually took it and you were like, let me think about it from this dude's perspective. Then let me think about it from like a third party perspective, all somewhat in real time. And then you relayed that on the podcast. Now for me, bro, that shit does not happen. I'm like, hey, bro, this dude is way taller than me. Fuck this guy. I'm a short king. You know what I'm saying? I'm like five, seven. Fuck that guy. You know what I mean? So when I hear your shit and you're like, hey, let me let me think about this from different aspects and different angles. Uh, I definitely think me and you have a uh, difference of mindset, but that doesn't make it a bad thing. But I definitely say you're way more optimistic than me. And that's why I think somewhat on a, on a friendship level we connect is because you can see why some people are pessimistic when you listen to my shit. And I can see why people are optimistic from your shit. So tell me, like, what in your life led you to be, I guess, optimistic? Because if I talk about my life, I have a bunch of reasons for why I'm somewhat of a realist. But like I said, that just means I'm pessimistic with reasons. So what in your life kind of led you to turn over that leaf and look at the world as like a glass half full kind of guy instead of a glass half empty kind of guy? Yeah, I, I love this question so much just because the way it started wasn't how I intended it to go, but the way it finished was just like a mind opening, it kind of clicked moment. And really, it took years and years of exposing myself to the right environment, even if I wasn't physically in that environment. Let, let's say I live with somebody who's toxic, family, friends, roommate. Significant other, whatever, they're toxic. Yep. Even if I'm trying to leave that situation, you know, I shouldn't judge myself for maybe not being ready because you got to find a place on your own. You got to find another place to stay. So if you're in that scenario, you can't physically leave that, but you can turn on YouTube. You can plug in some headphones or, or connect some headphones and tune into some people who are optimistic and have better circumstances who see it on the other side, even if they don't have better circumstances. A lot of the people that I see who are the most optimistic and the most uh, dedicated to their craft and, and just like workaholics 
are the most successful people for one, but those successful people have backstories that are most of the time not from good circumstances. Yeah, they're almost so, down bad. I feel that. Like, yeah. Back when so, I used to make music, I had a line like Steve Jobs in the garage. Like Steve Jobs was down bad in his garage where he's like, fuck it, I'm going to start a business in this garage. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's almost like when you have nothing, that's when you can start to build up from nothing. And that's where I feel like most of the optimism comes from. Because mentally, at some point in my life, I felt like I just had nothing, no reason to live, no purpose, nothing like that. And you have to have somebody else who is optimistic already to kind of pull you out of that. The person I watch the most on YouTube would be Gary Vaynerchuk. He's the guy I clicked with the most in my brain and everything that he said just resonated with me. But it's also practice. It's repetitions. It's just like anything else. You can't get big muscles without doing the curls all the time. You know what I mean? Or, or doing, the, doing squats. For real. So it's like you've got to balance it. It's the same with your brain. Like some people don't put enough emphasis on it, but you can only change your mindset by practice and practice and repetition and exposing yourself to the environment that you want to be in. For sure. I feel that, man. So for somebody like me, let's say somebody who like me, who uh, you ever watch Naruto? I don't actually, but I know you're super no into it. Yeah, I know I'm super you're super into, Naruto. into it. I'm a fucking nerd. I'm into comics. I'm into Naruto. Now, there's a there's a character in Naruto. His name is Pain. Now, this dude's whole backstory as a villain is that his entire life he's seen his closest friends die. He's seen his village struggle. He's seen people in power use it in a bad way to to basically repeat a cycle, right? Now, to somebody like me who gets down when I get in my feelings and I get upset, especially like I did this weekend, like uh, like I said at the beginning of this, I almost texted you and canceled this because I had a bad weekend. I had a fallout with a friend of mine, and it was not a fun time. For somebody like me who gets down in the depths, right, when you're in the depths like that, when you're down in the trenches, in the Mariana trenches of your mind, when you're when you can't see the light, when you can't see no hope at the end of the tunnel, what brings you back out of that? What's what's the thing that brings that optimism? Uh, I guess like what keeps the fire burning? I guess that optimism fire you have. What keeps it burning at the lowest of lows, at the darkest of night? What keeps that going when you can't find a reason? What what do you reflect on to keep that shit going? Normally, my go-to is being grateful like as cheesy as it sounds because back to basics yeah you back to basics yeah because you you'll notice that a lot of your worries especially if they seem so large when you turn it to being grateful and you're like man my mom's still in my life my dad's still in my life you know even if some of those items aren't true to you specifically but like take those scenarios like man you know it could be worse i could be getting a phone call right now and my brother just got in a wreck and he, now he's got to go to the hospital. And if you can imagine yourself in that scenario, you're like, okay, literally drop everything, fuck work, fuck anything else I'm doing right now. I'm driving straight to the scene of the crash. I'm driving straight to the hospital. I'm literally turning my life off and focusing only on that. And that's a pretty scary moment. Nobody wants to be in that moment. And it's going to happen to everybody eventually. If I could almost interject, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. What you're trying to say is that most of people's problems in this day and age are existential. They're not real problems. They're things we make up in our own head. So when you take it back to fundamentals, you start to realize what you really have 
and what you really come in contact with like 90% of your day and 10% of that shit is you overthinking about shit that has nothing to do with you. So if you can take it back to fundamentals, you start to become grateful for what you really have. Is that what you're right. trying to say? Basically. But I will I will say this to, to change one thing that you said. I feel like a lot of people can have legit real problems, even if they're not huge problems. For sure. But but at the same time, like even if you do have any one of those problems going on, you gotta think about something bigger than you. Like I said, being grateful for what you have and, and just being like, Okay, it could be so much worse. I couldn't have internet right now, you know, my power could be out. I got access to clean showers, like basic stuff for sure. And then once you do, once you go back to that, you're like, okay, everything else seems very optional to worry about. And see, that's the shit I really connect with because I would say me as a person myself, as like somebody who considers themselves like a realist, um, I definitely tend to spend so much time on the hypothetical, on the existential, that I forget about all the advantages and all the privilege I have as like a person in the first world country. Like, I feel like if you grow up in America, you already hit the lottery as far as like the world's concerned. And sometimes I feel like uh, that that shit gets lost in translation when you start thinking about uh, existential problems and hypothetical questions that you could have and, and things you don't have that you want. You know what I mean? Like when you really take it back to fundamentals, like you said, like uh, I, th I definitely, uh, I like Gary Vee, I can't lie. There's some things I disagree with him on. I think uh, some of his stick is uh like you see the people making fun of him on tiktok and shit like definitely, <laughs> yeah i definitely Dude. think there are things to make fun of about gary v but one thing i can't lie is he talked to somebody one time and he was like asking them uh how old is your mother and they were like yo she's 60 something and he was like so if you want to take that down how many times you see her a year they're like three to four they're like so if she lives to be 80 you have like another 10 to 12 times you're going to see your mom and that person just froze. And when I heard that, I kind of froze too. I was like, damn, bro. Like when he puts it in perspective of like actual numbers and uh, interactions of like how many times you're going to see the people you're close with. When you think about it in that aspect, it makes a lot of sense. So I'll definitely say I, I definitely see his side of it. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm definitely pessimistic. So when I hear people like you talk about it from a different angle, it definitely motivates me to try to not be so, uh, I guess like so much in my shell. You know what I mean? I'm very... Uh, I'm very uh, withdrawn and I try not to get involved. Uh, so when I hear like definitely right, even right now on this, on this call right now, man, hearing you talk about that shit, it really like, uh, it gives me a feeling of like hope, you know? And sometimes I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So hearing guys like you try to, you know, talk about self-improvement and talk about seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, it definitely brings people like me out of that darkness. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely feel like sometimes I could be a reality check for people, but I, I definitely struggle being a, cron, uh, uh, a contrarian, if you know what that means. Like, I always try to, I always try to play devil's advocate, and it's not always good, but it's just who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Of course, and nah, it's it's like I used to be like that too, so I know how it is on the other side of it, and it just takes a lot of work to be able to, like you said, have those building blocks, and you just gotta keep going. But but like I said, you know, if you just relate it back to what you just said, like literally Gary Vee's talking about, oh, you got 12 more times to see your mom, like put that in perspective for sure. That's why it's like I think about those things and then I just put my head back down and get to work and try to squeeze as much juice out of this life that we call lemons or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> lemons that we call life, you know, <laughs> whatever that freaking thing. Is. So I'm just like, I'm just trying to get my juice and then, you know, help other people. I'm at it. That's it, you know. And I feel like I'll also say like one thing that Gary Vee has said that I 
I have to tell myself daily is that you have time. And people make fun of him for it, but, like, uh, my whole life, when I turned, like, 24, I was like, I'm too old. I can't do anything. I'm done. My life is over. I'm about to turn 25 in a month. My life is over. I can't do anything. I'm past my prime. That's not true at all. And that's what I really respect about Gary Vee is he tells people, you know, uh, you have time. You have time to be successful. You can play the game. And uh, there's a person in my life that uh, I, I had this conversation with about, like, making music. I tell this person, I'm like, you know, uh, there's a rapper named Yellow Wolf. I don't know if you listen to him. But um, uh, Yellow Wolf didn't drop his first album till he was, like, 28 years old. He didn't blow up till he was, like, 32. So, you know, you have to put it in perspective. Like, uh, I think... Uh, and this is something I want to get into in a, in a few minutes is like social media kind of messed up uh, the averages. You know, a bunch of people are getting famous while they're in high school. And if you feel like you're 20 something years old, you're past your prime because you're not 26 and blowing up on TikTok. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's something I have to remind myself when I hear Gary Vee is that I do have time. I'm not too past my prime. And even if I didn't make it in my 20s, I can make it in my 30s. If I didn't make it in my 30s, I can make it in my 40s. Uh, so it is what it is. I definitely try to keep an open mind, but it's something I definitely have to remind myself a lot. And when I hear somebody like Gary Vee, who actually did it, like, I wouldn't say he wasted his twenties at all. That's definitely not true. But somebody who like, uh, had his different, uh, he had, a, he had his focus in a different area during his twenties to where in his thirties he could succeed. So when I hear somebody actually talk about what they went through, I definitely respect that. Like I look, I actually like a lot of what Gary Vee says. There's just certain quirks. Like I have issues with. But um, I wanted you touched on it a little bit. Uh, we've talked about this before. The same like difference with our mindset. You kind of see social media as like a, like a kind of like a giant like a universe, so to speak. You think you could be anything and anywhere. And sometimes I see that shit as like a toxic black hole. Now you've mentioned on your podcast and uh, even between us as DMs, like in personal conversations, you've mentioned that you used to see social media a different way. Kind of like how I see it, like a toxic you know, black hole and a cesspool of like shitty ideas. What, what was the catalyst to break you out of that mindset and kind of put you onto a new wave of social media? So part of that was Gary V for sure. Cause I exposed myself to a lot of his ideology or his viewpoints or whatever. But most of it was at some point I started to realize that the people I was hanging around the most when I was in that prior mindset were feeding me the opinions that I just took as my own because I didn't really know what else to believe because I was naive for one, but two, since I was in such a dark mental place, I didn't have the self-confidence to have my own opinion. So my opinion shined the most when I exposed myself to, to Gary Vee because that's how I truly think about things. I remember when I was younger, I'd go to a, uh, a friend's uh, get-together or a family function, and I'd leave that function and, and hear all of the chit-chat about, oh, this person did this, this person did this. And I'm like, I just went there and had the time of my life with my family, and then I leave, and then people are chatting about the negatives about it. So that sort of became my viewpoint after a while of just being exposed to it for so long. And the same thing happened with social media especially the older generation. They really don't like it for the most part, unless you're like Elon Musk or, or Jeff Bezos, who like started the most successful companies in the world. They love social media because they can you know, use it for advertising and stuff. But for me, it was like, once I started to just get rid of the clouds of other people's opinions and then just turn all of those off, 
then I could start to see life the way I wanted to see it. And I started to build the confidence up to have my own opinion about it. And naturally, I just had that, that opinion about it because I just turned off everyone else's opinions. And then none of it mattered to me anymore. I could use social media for what I wanted to use it for and, and scroll through videos. And, oh, my God, that's funny. I love that. Hit like. You know, I just, I turn off the FOMO. I turn off all of the other judgment and everyone else's opinions. I just don't care anymore. Like if you're, like what you said, if you're 20 something, 21 or whatever, and you blew up on TikTok when you were 18, 19, and you're like hitting the peak of your success right now, 2021, getting a lot of partnerships and stuff. And I'm 25, well, I'm 24, but I'm about to be 25. When I look at that, <laughs> my my viewpoint is going to be, Oh, okay, cool. They're successful. Nice. That's just what they do. That's not what I do. You know what I mean? Like, that's not me. I'm not going to try to be successful on TikTok because I don't want to be. And not only that, I'm not made for that. I'm just who I am. And I could be the most successful at who I am and what I'm supposed to be. And I don't need to worry about what everyone else is doing. You know what I mean? It's a very good point, man. I, I see the way you're saying it. It's like almost like a, you are the company you keep. So if you keep better company, you have a different mindset, you keep a better uh, uh, mental mental image about how all this shit works. But I definitely agree, man. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who was like uh, kind of upset that they haven't done the things they wanted to do in life. And I'm like, well, listen, the 18-year-old version of you might not want it as bad as the 24-year-old version of you. Like me personally, I could, I could speak to that. If 18-year-old me blew up on TikTok, he has no career. He has no longevity. He's too hot-headed. He's too emotional. But the 25-year-old me, he has uh, wisdom. He has insight. He has introspection. He can think about things in an objective mind state instead of just being uh, so first-person about everything and taking everything personal. So I definitely agree with what you said at the end of that of, like, uh, that's not the person I want to be. That's not the avenue I want to go down. And uh, definitely, like you said, like, you are the company you keep. If you keep people around you who are going to frame everything a certain way, you're also going to think that same way. Uh, now, here's what I would say. I would definitely consider myself somewhat of an independent thinker. So, uh, to, to the, oh, Jesus Christ, I just fucked up so bad right there. <laughs> to, the, to somebody like me who is an independent thinker, who doesn't really rely on the thoughts of others, how would you say you combat, like, uh, when you're on your own, how would you combat uh those those thoughts about like to me personally i feel like a lot of social media is a gimmick i feel like a lot of people portray an image they're really not i feel like a lot of people uh frame a lot of things better than they really are in their own lives how would you say somebody like me who's pessimistic who's kind of cynical who looks at that and like that's not who they really are they're just doing that to get your attention how would you say i break out of that box as somebody personally who uh kind of refuses to play the game in a sense like i see the game i see how it works I'm just not willing to get involved. How would you say I break out of that box? What would be your best advice for somebody like me who is somewhat independent but still has problems with how I see social media? I think I think the biggest thing is I think it's a gift to see through that stuff, but maybe just switch it just a little bit cuz if you can see through it, then you can see how that person truly is on the other side of the camera when they're posting stuff. And really, truly, you know, disclaimer, obviously you don't really know what's going on in their life, so whatever, fair just enough, leave that alone. Yeah. But you <laughs> can kind of see, advice. like, yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. But it's like, disclaimer, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, obviously we're not here to judge people, but if you can see something from somebody else's perspective, even if you're right or wrong, but if even if you can kind of see where, the way it's going, 
and they're just posting it just to get like a big head like if you're a buff dude and you're just posting shirtless pics like obviously you're doing that for attention that's how most people would think about it for me i just think that that's what they do so much to where they post it because that's what they're basically a professional at and they're trying to monetize it which is what everybody's trying to do make a living right but i think the most important thing especially if you can tell like they're just doing it for attention or whatever is that's on them and i feel like most people try to make everyone else's problems their problem and i, I don't know why because I, I mean i used to do that myself but now that i'm on the other side of it i'm just like why you know those are problems you don't need to worry about if somebody's posting a picture and they they get like 100 likes and all they're doing is showing their ass cheeks or whatever because they're a girl and getting attention like that's on them. They they're obviously in a bad lie, place. Kind of hit deep, bro. You you speaking directly to me right there. Like yeah. that is a problem I struggle with. Like, uh, like I watched the new Batman film, and then like after I watched the new Batman, I'm like, damn, nobody's morals coincide with my morals. And I definitely take it up. I'm like, I need to make everybody else be more moral than they are when that's yeah. not my problem whatsoever. That that shit hit deep. I can't lie, bro. Like that definitely. Uh, while you were saying that, I was just smiling. Like, damn, he's he's speaking directly to me, and I asked the question, so I got exactly what I wanted. Exactly. Question. Like, I definitely feel that, bro. I definitely feel like sometimes I make other people's problems my own when I know for a fact I can't change that shit, but I worry about it. So, man, that that shit hit deep. I can't lie. You definitely have a a great outlook on things, bro. I I definitely envy the way you look at the world because. That's something I've been trying to trying to change for a while, and it seems like as much as I try, it doesn't work out for me. So I guess hearing other people explain how they do that, like, and and like you said, bro, I'm not mad at people for playing the game. Like, get your money. Like, if that's what you do for a living, I'm down for it. I guess I just hate the game. You know, I don't hate yeah. the player, but I hate the game for sure. Yeah, so, the, the I, game can be a little discouraging for sure, especially when you kind of realize, because... You know, being optimistic is, is not the same as being naive. Like, obviously, I'm aware there's a lot sure. of problems yeah, in the world. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, I'm aware that there's a lot of corrupt, you know, things happening with big money. Yeah, I would and not like, say you're naive. Not, just but, I would not say you're naive. But it's just all, like, bro. you know, obviously, I'm at the So here's the thing. Like, I'm in my own little bubble for the most part in terms of how I think and what I do. Because like, if somebody says, hey, don't do that, I'm just like, cool, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm just worried about myself, you know what I mean? And at the same time, I'm worried about everybody else. Obviously, I wouldn't start a podcast if I wasn't worried about other people in terms of what place they might be at in life and, and the impact that I might potentially have if I post the right episode at the right time for somebody. So it's a balance for me. Like, it's weird because I know that I'm selfish with my thoughts and stuff where it's like, I don't give a fuck about anybody else's opinion, literally. All I care about is mine, but at the same time, I care about their opinions enough to want to post content that caters to them because, like I said, that was me four years ago who wanted that content and didn't have it. So it's 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 a weird balance, you know what I mean? Like That's what I was about to say. It's a tightrope for sure. Like You try to balance it the best you can, but um, you definitely have to be selfish at times. And this is what uh, I had a conversation with a friend of mine like a week ago. Where he was like telling me like you know you're allowed to play the game too right and that's something i'm trying to learn in my personal life is i'm allowed to participate i'm allowed to play this game just like everybody else is but i definitely feel what you're saying it's a tightrope act of like i'm gonna be selfish to my own ideas but i also want this to be palatable to other people 
Uh, so I definitely feel that, bro. I said I, f- I feel that myself is like uh, both of us create content. I feel that myself sometimes walking that tightrope of like, is this too much for me? Is this too much for other people? Is this the right balance? You know, I try not to look at the analytics, but sometimes you want to know, like, is this landing for other people or am I just talking to myself on a microphone, you know? Yeah, for sure. And for me, I barely look at the analytics. <laughs> so kind of like it's dangerous, bro. It's, it's, it is it's a sword. You want to look at it, but you know, if you look at it, it's going to hurt you, you know? I barely look at it. I mean, I would almost pull it up just for this particular part of the episode's sake, but like, cause I look at Spotify the most and yeah, like I have 20 followers. That's it. You know, I don't really care the way it is. Like if, if, if I was doing like a multi-million dollar podcast or something where it's like, I need to have this particular number or I'm a public corporation. I need to have this particular expectation or this particular outcome. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to try to make it as best as I can. I'm going to try to literally be perfect, even though you can't be, but as perfect as possible. But that's, that's the thing. I'm not, you know, there's literally no pressure for a guy like me who's just starting and getting his feet wet and trying to change a few things here and there like i'll be honest i'm doing this youtube version of my podcast and i have like two little side you know i have like my camera and then i have like your bits where you talk it like lights up green or whatever on discord and i have a display capture on this obs so when i check my analytics just now that display capture went away and it's like this zoomed in piece of website that you can barely make out and then i switched it back real quick because i realized i messed up it's just things like that you know there's there's zero expectation for me to perform at a high level because i'm not there yet so i feel like i can literally just do whatever i want and not worry about the judgment and even if i was at the high level it wouldn't matter but the analytics and all that and constantly worrying about what other people think it's a trap for sure it's tough because sometimes you just think you sit there and you think about all of those thoughts and it you literally can't get out of it it feels like a trap but i promise like if you if you could redirect your attention to everything else that isn't that it's like a whole new world I definitely agree. It definitely takes you like you play to your base, you know, you play to your fan base, you play to the people that listen. You try to, you know, try to keep it towards like what your core is and what your what you feel like your fundamentals are. And when you stare at those analytics, man, you start to second guess, you start to overthink. And I'm a huge overthinker. Like I definitely overthink more than anything else in my life. If there's one thing I'm good at, it's being mad and overthinking. Those are the two that's my bread and butter. Uh, but I definitely feel that, bro. If you if you start to overthink it, bro, you can take away from what people actually like about what you're doing. And that's kind of what I did last week on my episode. I was like, yo, I'm going to just talk my shit. I'm going to go off about whatever I'm thinking at the moment. And that's kind of it. And um, I definitely feel like uh, what you said is like somebody who, uh, especially me and you, is somebody who's on like the lower totem pole of like content creators, right? Like you got people like PewDiePie who are at like unattainable numbers. You can never replicate that. That's once in a generation uh, type of uh, following, right? But then you have like Twitch streamers who are pulling like, you know, 20,000 viewers a stream. And you're like, damn, that's somewhat attainable. And then you have Twitch viewers uh, or Twitch streamers that are pulling like 400 a stream. There's always levels to this shit. And I feel like definitely, like you said, you got to play to where you're at. You got to play at the level you're at. You can't think too much about the future because then you get lost in the sauce. You know what I mean? But if you're playing to what you were at, 
You can always uh, make a step above. So I definitely feel that of like uh, the balance of like pressure as far as creativity as well. Like you wanna you wanna do something different, but you also want to keep it to where people are listening and they keep it dope. Uh, they, they like they think it's dope to where they want to keep listening. So I definitely feel that, bro. Uh, the 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 tightrope of like walking between what you feel is creative and what you think is palatable for the masses is definitely a, a crazy thing to think about. And uh, I would argue that like you should not think about it in the moment. It's the worst thing you can think about. You just gotta go into each episode as like you're swimming across the pool. You just gotta get to the other side. You can't think. You just gotta go. Yeah, for sure. And especially about the just like the thinking part of it. The thing I got from Gary Vee that hit so much is literally just do it basically. Like he's a, a rep for Nike almost. <laughs> Cause literally almost every question, like I go through so many of his Q and A's and I, I, find, I find like the consistencies with his answers. And then now I'm starting to like figure out what would Gary Vee do almost. Fair and enough. it's just cause what I respect him do? so much, yeah, but enough. it's almost like, okay, now I'm in the situation. What would Gary Vee do? Because he, he always says, oh, and you get like somebody in front of you if you're Gary Vee and they're just like spitting a bunch of stuff. And you know that Gary Vee has heard or seen almost every story with the small nuance of a certain circumstance or two. But it's like you get that person in front of you if you're Gary Vee and it's like, yeah, I'm, starting to, I'm trying to start this business and I'm not really growing that much on TikTok. What do you suggest? Post more on TikTok. <laughs> like that's his answer post more on tiktok how many tiktoks are you posting a day one post three post four there's your answer right there all right next and i'm just like what what kind of answer was that right. and, I, and I i'm trying to think about it like that because sometimes we literally do overthink stuff where it's like literally all you have to do is just post more that's how you get more more followers like that's something i think about myself is like the pod like uh I don't, um, like I say I'm on YouTube every week, but I'm not. I haven't posted on YouTube since episode 10. It's a big, uh, it's a big whoopsie on my part. But, uh, that's something I think about all the time. It's like, uh, I didn't download TikTok. I swear to God, bro, I'm being honest. I didn't download TikTok until like a week and a half ago until one of my homies convinced me to download it. And, uh, I remember Gary Vee talking about some shit like that. He's like, if you're not downloading it just out of some like wild conviction or some crazy thought you have, you're, you're missing out on an audience. So now I'm teaching myself how to work with algorithms, why to, how to, you know, edit clips out of my podcast and try to get a nice soundbite for someone on TikTok. Like, if you're not doing enough, do more. And if you're doing more and it's still not working, try something different. So I, I definitely feel that. Go through, the, go through the chalkboard of how it works for you. And I definitely feel that of like... Uh, like you said, like how it how it kind of clicked for you. Like if you're posting one, post three. If you're posting three, post six. If that doesn't work, try different hashtags. Try different uh, subject matter. Try different things. Throw it all at the wall. Something's gonna stick. One hundred percent, something will stick. Uh, one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard came from a Logic album. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm blanking out because I brought it up and now I forgot about it. I think his name is Alan Watts. I think I just remembered it. His name is Alan Watts. He's like a British philosopher or something like that. He basically said, if there's something you're interested in, there are tons of other people who are interested in it. If you if you have a hobby or you have a passion about something, there's other people who have a hobby and they're passionate about it as well. So if you just keep doing it, eventually you're going to get that fan base. You're going to get those people to come around. And they might not like it. They might not love it. But you can take that initial uh, kind of look at what you're doing and you can branch that into something else. So I definitely agree with uh, with how you take uh, his advice. Is, uh, 
definitely do more. And if you're doing more and it's still not working, try different and then do more again. You know, it's all it's all about uh, trying to change the, the same mindset you had the day before. Because I feel like most of our thoughts are repetitive as humans. And once you can break out of that and have new thoughts and have new cycles, that's when you that's when you start to hit the goal of mine. You know what I mean? That's when you start to, to make some progress. Of course. Definitely, dude. And it's like, I, I want to touch on this too because this made me think of it. But because uh, I'm going back to the environment thing, like your environment matters a lot. But if you're working with the general public, man, you see some shit that like what makes you want to just pound your head into the counter. Telling you, bro. And we've yeah. both worked retail for I don't know how long. I've been in retail or food service or some sort of customer yeah, service all my life. Fourteen, yeah, I feel so it. So part of it is is that too, because when you're you're trying to do something else that's way different than that. You, you have to navigate the waters as uncharted to where you literally have to learn everything from scratch. So learning the algorithm and learning all that stuff is, is not going to be instant. And I think most people just give up because they don't know everything right away. I'm guilty of that too. Like sometimes if I tried to play a guitar and I bought a guitar and I started playing it for a few days and then I pick it up at like once a week for a few months, and I, I still couldn't grasp it. I'm like, man, this is this sucks. Like, I just want to be good at it. And I, I kind of put it down. I haven't revisited it yet. And one day, I'll get the motivation enough to be good at the guitar. But yeah, you yeah, just get discouraged. I think that's the biggest thing. If you have something that you love so much, then you'll find a way to do however you picture it in your brain. You'll find a way to do that for sure. But with the, with the, the retail thing where I was going with that is... Our environments are so based on how other people talk and stuff. I feel like I can get myself down about some people when they're like, they're, they come in and they're angry and then it just makes my day terrible. And I'm like, man, I love this job. Sometimes if it's good, like you get good people. But then I just like, man, I hate this job sometimes because you get people that come in and they're just terrible. And I know you've seen that, dude. Like I had this customer come in and again, I'm not going to name where I work just because that'd be a whole lawsuit. But yeah, for sure. It's like you, you get this customer that comes in and it was just so funny. This happened a few days ago. One of the managers I used to work with came back to our store to fill in for somebody. And it's the first time we worked together in a while. I just got to the, to the floor, like within 20, 30 minutes of me being there. And I think I went to the bathroom or something, but I came back out. And the only thing I hear is this manager going at it with this customer on the other side of the counter. And I'm just like standing behind him listening. And she's just going crazy. Like, I'm not going to say it. This company sucks. Like, I can't stand this. Like, this is terrible. And I'm just like, holy cow, what, what happened to you? Like, what's going on? You know, and it's like, for me, you know, I don't know enough about her day to really judge her. But she's coming at this manager like so crazy and it's like why she's literally like personal dicks and everything this is this is why i'm leaving i can't do this anymore Man, these people come in they look for a problem they look they come i in know and they, problem, they poke and they poke and they poke and then if you poke back it, it flips the whole dynamic i'm telling you like going to the bathroom is one of the banes of my existence at my job. <laughs> There's been two or three times now where I put a sign up on the door. I work by myself at a gas station, so I got to lock the doors. I put a sign up. I come back. Somebody's got a problem that I went to the bathroom. They are upset. They're saying my job is to serve the public. I'm like, yeah, but, like, you've worked a job before, right? Like, you've had to take a shit. You've had to take a piss. You go to the bathroom. 
you come back and somebody's mad at you already. They're mad that they weren't allowed to come in and buy their cigarettes, whatever the case may be. I feel it, bro. These people come in and they look for problems. They're already ready to go because uh, I, I would argue that because uh, we live in a first world country, we don't have a whole lot of problems here. So as a consumer, if you can't get what you want when you want it, that's a problem. That person needs to be punished. They need to be. They need to be yeah. accosted at their job. They need to be accosted in front of everybody and say that you didn't do what I wanted you to do it when I did it. So that's why I'm yelling at you. I feel you, bro. And you walk up on these situations and you're like, "What's going on here?" I think about that more than anything in my in my day to day life in my job. Like, what are we doing here? What's going on? Like, what For are real. we upset about here? And what what's funny, what's funny is that lady. Because the manager can only take so much. She poked the bear one too many times, and he and he folded up her bill and then handed it back to her and said, "Okay, have a nice day. I'm not helping you anymore." And she, her tone changed so quick, dude. It was like a toddler. Like as soon as you say, "Okay, give me the toy. You can't play with it no more," you know, she didn't start having a tantrum. It was more like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'll be good now. I'll be good." And she oh. was like, "Somebody, please help me change this." This pin number, I just need to change, please, please. And everybody, like there's three or four reps that are available at the same time. They kind of walk a little closer and they were like, nope, sorry, we're not helping you. And there was another rep who was helping a customer on the other side of the store. He literally walked over and was like, maybe you should learn how to talk to people. Like, you know, and what's crazy to me, what's, what's baffling is like, they'll come into our location and our place of work expecting our help yet they want to dog us. Like, do you really think, like, obviously it's our job, but do you really think that we're going to do what we're supposed to do for our jobs to somebody who's treating us like that? No, we're, we're freaking humans. Like, why would we help somebody who's just dogging us all the time? And it's like, we are the only people that can help you. So why are you like pissing us off? <laughs> like, we're the only people who can help you. So why do you piss us off? I don't get that. A bunch of people have said this, bro. It's COVID. COVID fucked everything up for human beings. People sat in their houses for uh, over a year, right? Then they came out and they're like, you work for me. I, like, they think that the business has lost money. So they think, I, I, like, this is how I view it, right? These people came out of hibernation and they're like, you work for me. I am a customer. I'm serving this business that was closed for a year. So if you don't service me to 100% of what I think customer service is, I'm going to be upset. So they come in already looking for a problem. Like, you work for them. And I feel that at my job, bro, I had to call the cops, like, just literally just last week. Uh, shout out to the plug for my <laughs> shout just to the podcast, week. right? Just last week, bro, I had somebody standing in my fucking gas station, and they're like, "I'm not leaving. You can call the cops." I was like, "Okay, I'll like I'll call the cops if that's what you want." Like, shout out to this guy. He is the one percent of people who say call the cops and st and stayed to talk to the cops. Most people say call the cops and they dip. This guy was like, "No, I'm gonna stand at the counter," and he demanded after like accosting me and telling me I was a fucking idiot and telling me that I was bad at my job and this and that. After all that, he's like, "I need a lighter. I need some matches so I can smoke my cigarette." I was like, "Bro, you're not getting nothing. You're not getting anything." He's like, "You're refusing me service." I was like, "Yes, I am refusing you service. I have the right to refuse service to anybody I see fit, and you are now in that demographic. I'm refusing you service." So I had to call the cops just so this dude could leave because he's like, no, I'm entitled to stand here and you need to give me a lighter because I said so. It's like, no, that's not how this works. So I definitely feel what you're saying, bro. These people come in looking for problems and it's because it, and I, I would argue that this lady, uh, I don't know her, but I would argue that this lady in your store was also older. She's in the older demographic of people like she's uh, she's getting social security checks. You know, she's she's that's correct, by the way. 
I don't know anything. I don't know anything about her income situation, but she was definitely she was older. Good. She's in the social security <laughs> bracket, and she's like, "No, these people need to serve me. This is an atrocity. I have been wronged. I need somebody to come here and right this situation." And then when you don't give it to them, they're like, "No, please." Like you said, I'll be good. I promise. I'll follow the rules. It's like that's too late. You broke the rules. You broke the social norms. Yeah, out of here. Yeah. Go, go grab some wood. You know. And um, what's crazy is somebody who's changing their their mindset that's that quick in that scenario knows they're doing something wrong and then as soon as you've had enough they want to switch it to you know make sure that you help them now you knew what you were doing yeah and and at the same time like part of my mindset is like okay well i really don't know what's going on with this lady she might have some really bad times going on but at the same time in that moment i'm also emotional sometimes so like it, it, and not not all the time but but it's like fucking human being <laughs> you know and because i didn't have any uh horse in the race either it was like that wasn't even my situation so i didn't care but as soon as she yeah. looked at me she was like oh my god can you help me please i was like no i cannot actually i just went i said lunch. if you're gonna yeah. treat me if you're gonna treat me like you just treated him definitely not yeah, <laughs> and like, and I we just kicked her out of the store i just quit <laughs> especially since what am i gonna override my manager who just refused exactly. you service to then help you no no way you gotta get out <laughs> sorry you just did a get out of jail free card i have working in the middle of the night is that there's no manager i'm like if you want to speak to a manager you need to come back at 4 30 in the morning and they're like i'm not coming back i'm like well looks like you're not talking to a manager and like maybe sometimes i play that up too much but most of the time i'm like this is a get out of jail free card you want a manager come back at 5 30 they're like i'm not coming back i'm like well looks like you're not talking to a manager then like looks like we're gonna have to agree to disagree here but I, I i can't complain i tried my best not to get jaded because i also understand that like uh the, especially like you said like working in the jobs we work in you're gonna get bad apples you're gonna get like bad actors and people who just want problems but you gotta try to see past that that's not the whole world but when you interact with it so much, it's so tough not to get jaded. And I say yeah. that about myself. Like, I get so jaded so often, and it's a problem. Um, yeah. Real quick, how much time do you have left? Because I know you said you were on, like, a time constraint. At about five, ten minutes. All right, so real quick, I'm going to throw out my weekly recommendation. This is something I do every week on my podcast. I try to give a weekly recommendation. Now, last night, while I was preparing for this podcast, I watched a movie. And this movie is very close to my heart. I bought five funko pop figures for this movie because i didn't even know they were existence and then i found out they existed and i was like i gotta buy those so it's called ready player one it's a great movie uh it's about vr it's about video games pop culture it's a great movie it made me cry twice maybe three times i'm a big softie when i watch a movie i cry if i get emotional this movie is fucking amazing it's a great movie it's uh it's very uh visually pleasing as well as like storytelling it's a great story it's a it's a especially if, if you're 20 20 something years old maybe even younger if you're like 16 to 34 i feel like this is in your wheelhouse because it's a great movie it covers so much pop culture it covers so much things that we think about especially with like the metaverse coming out and all these things uh so yeah ready player one it's a great movie it's got the kid uh he played uh i think he was in fantastic four or something that movie sucked but the main character great actor and there's some other people in it. it's pretty good um, but yeah, I've never had a guest before. So what's something you would recommend? What's something that you've been watching or maybe a, a piece of music, maybe a video game, maybe a book? What's something that you would recommend to the listeners that you want them to, to, to partake in? 
So that, I didn't I didn't expect to be asked that honestly. Uh, Ready Player One. I, since you mentioned that, I'm gonna go back and watch that again. It's been a while since I Great watched movie. it, so yeah, I'm gonna definitely go back. Um, this one is actually a book, which might be shocking for some people enough, listening to this. Like, if you if you know who I am, I don't read books, but I get into the audio books a lot, and it's it's basically a podcast, which is why I like it so much because audio books. You just listen to the person read the book to you, but it's literally almost like a podcast. That's why I love it. I've been reading this book, or listening to it rather, called Atomic Habits. And, you know, obviously very appropriate for the podcast that I do, but just naturally wanted to listen to this book because a friend of mine recommended it to me. And so I'm going to recommend it to all of your listeners and my listeners. Atomic Habits. It's by uh, what, what's his name? It's by James Clear. It's it's very cool, very cool book. And again, I'm not a reader, but I'm a listener. So audiobooks are are the way to go for me. But he basically talk talks about how to build better habits and the science of it, and looking into it on the super micro. That way, you can change a few different things about your your like word choice, or whatever it may be. You know, just the psychology of it. It's really cool, really cool book. I'm I'm about halfway through it, but so far it's really good so that's what i would recommend just off the top of my brain since i wasn't prepared for that that's what i'm doing right now is listening to that book so that's the point it was a curveball i'm throwing it and you think it's coming straight no it dipped down you didn't even see it coming so that was the point <laughs> glad i could put him on the spot very jordan peterson-esque if i could say like yeah. 12, it's a life uh, i never read that book but i heard him talk about it a bunch but that's great man i, I might even check that out myself but um, this was awesome. I, I can't believe this finally came together. We've been planning this for a few months, and it's great for this to happen. Uh, the, everybody knows at the end of the episode, this is what I hate to do the most, but I plug everything. And first, I'm going to plug Brett's uh, podcast. It's called The Bullish Project. It's on Spotify. It's on Google. It's on Apple. It's on everything you can get your hands on. You can check it out. Uh, you can download it. You can listen to it. You can stream it. You can do whatever you want with it. But check them out. Uh, give my homie some love. He's been a day one supporter of the podcast. He's one of my favorite people to talk to on the podcast and off the podcast, in private, in public. You know what it is. But yeah, this is great. And then, uh, yeah, I think he's got a Gmail as well. You can hit him up. What's what's the Gmail? If people want to hit you up, what where do they hit you up at? It's it's bullishprojectpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, we got the same thought. Mine's just last week podcast at gmail.com. Everybody yeah. knows that if you want to get people there to you email go. you, you just make it the title of the podcast and add Gmail at the end. So everybody yeah. knows if you want to hit us up, that's where you hit us up at. Uh, but this has been great. Uh, I was super, uh, I wouldn't say I was nervous, but I was definitely anticipating this all night long. I've been up all night. I was preparing for this. Can't lie. Had a few drinks before this. So I definitely am caffeinated <laughs> and alcoholed up during this podcast but i think this film i think this went great i think we asked each other questions i think we led the conversations in a great way i think we had a decent back and forth hopefully your listeners love this hopefully my listeners love this hopefully in the future we have more episodes hopefully in the future we have an in-person episode that'd be great i don't have a camera you got cameras you're way more technically advanced than i am so this was great man i definitely uh Definitely enjoyed this. Uh, if I missed any plugs, go ahead and plug your uh, podcast, bro. If I missed anything, go ahead and throw it out there. Yeah, no worries. I got a Instagram that I try to post on a lot, so that would be my plug. Follow the Instagram. It's just at Bullish Project. Super simple. Um, obviously, title of the podcast. But I try to just take clips of the podcasts. Anything that's important. I've been slacking off lately, but anything that's important, <laughs> anything that might... Uh, 
that might stick with the general public. That's just like a short 15, 30, 60 second clip that I can put in there. So follow the Instagram for sure. Cause if you're looking for some, some shorter clips that is not the full podcast, you can get some highlight reels essentially over there. So like I said, last week, go out, find somebody in traffic, make them roll down their window and tell them to fucking follow that shit. Make them get on that Instagram and follow it. So fucking find an old lady and slap them in the face and say, hey, fucking follow the Bullish Project on Instagram. You go out, you find somebody at a bar, you tell them, hey, you need to listen to this. Go ahead and do it. It'd be a weirdo. Everybody loves weirdos. They think they don't like them, but when they come up in your fucking perspective, when they come up in your universe, people like them, bro. I'm telling you, I'm a big weirdo. People like me. So uh, this has been great. Uh, hopefully, uh, this is a reoccurring thing. And like I said, thank you so much for coming on the, on the pod. Thank you so much for letting me on your pod. It's a, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship we got going on and I really appreciate it so much. It's been a great conversation. I'm so glad this happened and, uh, yeah, man, uh, this has been great. Any, any closing remarks? Closing remarks. I'll just, I'll just keep it the same as yours basically. Cause you just hit what I was about to say. <laughs> um, I'm truly grateful as well. Like this idea of a guest episode was was pretty cool at first, and I'm glad we able we were able to execute it. And I'm definitely looking forward to like a part two or a second episode in the next month or so. We'll, we'll gather some more topics and revisit it. I'm pretty excited for that for sure. But for now, we got to say goodbye. So until next time, we'll see you later. Peace out.